In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Back here on the Rich Keith Show, WEEI, a full tank program tonight. And I don't want to shock anybody. I don't want to startle anybody. But the Patriots got the ball in their first drive. Turned they, it over. No. Interception. No. Come on. Touchdown. <laughs> That's right. They've scored one touchdown the previous three weeks. First possession tonight. Bailey Zappi to Zeke Elliott. So Hart hit. Uh, Zeke caught a couple of passes on their first drive. Big so he hit his props. But let's turn our attention back to baseball. It's where we started the show tonight as Juan Soto joins the New York Yankees and is in a lineup now with Aaron Judge. And joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is Rob Bradford from the mm. Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. Right. Bradfo, how are go. you? Let's go. I hey, heard you talking yeah. about baseball earlier tonight. Damn Got right. Got me all riled up, and, <laughs> and uh, as, as I usually am. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's yes, the Red Sox are casting a wide net, but the net evidently uh, had a big hole in it because Juan Soto got right through it. Juan Soto certainly did. (laughs) And not only did you miss out on Juan Soto, but he goes to the freaking Yankees. Yeah, so be it. I mean, what a division, though. Holy mackerel. I am rooting... I don't know, man. I I could I could definitely say that I would love to see Otani with the Dodgers for selfish reasons because um because his mural would go right next to Joe Carey's mural in in True. Dodger Stadium. Yep. And and the the drama right now in Los Angeles is all about will Joe Kelly give up number seventeen to show Otani? Is that the whole? Is that what holding well, the whole thing let's up? Let's right say now? that we advanced the conversation on the Baseballs and Boring podcast by said Joe Kelly said he he would absolutely not just give it up just because he's been eleven years in the major leagues and Otani hasn't, but for the price of a nice car or. Oh. "Quote unquote," one eighth of his contractor bill because he's building a new house. That's not bad. Uh, he would he would gladly hand over number seventeen. So oh. that's the big news in baseball today. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> we're, so Otani. One of the other reports is they think. I mean, it's all speculation, but this weekend he could potentially sign. And I'm curious. Do you agree with Buster Olney, who is kind of? It, it seems like from the article that he wrote yesterday, it seems like he's almost annoyed yeah. with the fact that. There's so much secrecy surrounding Otani and for this marquee uh, big-name player. And, like, for the sake of him and the sport, this should have been a little bit more of a production than it's been. You know, I usually don't promote things. You know, I don't, honestly. But because you brought it up, Buster is on the Baseballs and Boring podcast. Oh, my God, really? We we taped it today. And so we had this conversation. And it was a good 10-minute rant. I mean, it was, you know, Buster gets going, man. Oh, yeah. It's good. And I, I got to say, like, I, I can't be a hypocrite. I agreed with him. I agreed with mm. him on the podcast, and mm. I agreed with him here, where I think it's just gotten so over the top, 
Dave Roberts is, you know, he's an honest guy. Okay, we get it. He, you know, he said that we're interested in Otani. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> who would have? Ever, You're out. <laughs> who would? Who would have ever ever thought? But I can tell you firsthand. We get without getting into details. I f- knew the, how paranoid these teams were about the Otani leaking stuff or any quotes or any interest or anything like that. It's kind of nuts. And Buster's point was, hey, listen. You know, what What harm would it do, baseball, if Otani, somebody said, hey, this is a reason why I like the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Look at all these things that the Blue Jays have going for them. And this is why I'm considering for Like, what, what, would be, what harm would be, have been done? But because this is the best player in baseball, because these guys have centered all their focus, these teams have centered all their focus on their one player, they are leaving nothing to chance. I mean that to come back to the Kelly thing, honestly, and Bob Nightingale had this that the Dodgers called Joe to make sure that he would give up number 17. <laughs> like this like this is this is nuts. This is nuts. Yeah. No, it is nuts. Now, do you have uh, a best guess if you if you had to place a wager on his next team? Do you think it's the Dodgers or do you think it's yeah, somebody else? I, I still think it's the Dodgers, but I guess the point that I didn't get to was I kind of would love to see the the Blue Jays as well. Right. Because the division is not good for the Red Sox. No, no, but, but the division is nuts. Yeah. Like the division is nuts. The Yankees are going all in. You have obviously the Blue Jays get Otani. That's going to be crazy. And then of course the Orioles are the model franchise right now. And then the Rays, you know, they could basically run out the Bad News Bears breaking trainer crew <laughs> who was playing in the Sandlot, mm-hmm. and and they could be good. But the, and this comes back to the Red Sox. It's you know, we have to be patient. We have to give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt because we can't be hypocrites. It's way too early to, to panic here. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing when they moved on from Heim was they knew that they were going to have to have some sort of impactful acquisitions. This can't be Justin Turner and Kenley Jansen, Chris Martin, all these guys over again. Right. This has to be something more impactful. And, you know, as we we're talking about, I, I was listening to you and Andy talk about this earlier, and it, it came to mind. The, well, you have the Patriots, the Red Sox, you, you know, you don't do moves for the sake of doing moves, but the Red Sox as a business yeah. have an unbelievable opportunity here to grab a hold of the attention that they haven't been able to grab a hold of because of Tom Brady. And two of the biggest names that were available are Otani and Juan Soto. And, you know, one through trade, one through free agency, and they're out on both is what it feels like. So... The next name up is Yamamoto, isn't it? Yeah, but once again, it's are are you going to be the old Red Sox? Are you going to do whatever it takes to get this? And and you you see what the Mets, <laughs> their owner, flies to Japan. I mean, okay, yeah. I, I don't think John, John Henry, Henry did that. No, yeah. yeah and, and let's be honest, if he did, it was you know, Steve, it might. I don't even know if it would have. It would, might be a weird effect. I don't know. Right, but it's it's <laughs> yeah, but it, do less. No, nah, but you know, I because I remember stories about. When when they were wooing John Lester back after 2014, and their 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 pitch was like a scrapbook, you uh, know, it's, I don't love it, that. Yeah, yeah, but listen, they got it done with Dever, so John Henry must have some powers that you know, powers of persuasion. But my point is, is that 
The Yankees are just so all in on Yamamoto. They are so all in. Brian Cashman giving the standing O in the background, in person, after the no-hitter in Japan. You have the Mets with Cohen. Uh, You have, obviously, other teams. And the Red Sox are interested, but... Here's the problem. Of course Rich. they are. They're interested. They're interested yeah, in everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this is the list is a legitimate. Oh, gotcha. This, okay. This is well. They've been talking about this guy behind the scenes, in front of the scenes for the last couple of years. Here's the problem, and I think the, here's the biggest problem with the Red Sox, which they don't want to admit to, which is the drawing card of the Red Sox is a tough sell right now. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's what are you selling? If you're the Red Sox, if you're if you're the Yankees, you're selling. We have Juan Soto, yeah. Aaron Judge, right. and and we're the New York Yankees. If you're if you're selling the Mets, well, we still have all of this, and we're we, we're not shy about spending money. We're in New York, and we're yeah, we had a down year, but we still have stars. If you're the Red Sox, what are you selling? Money, just the most money. You have to outbid. Yeah, you have to be it, a, get, it, you know, let us know what your highest bid is, and then we'll top it. And and. But the problem is, is say, okay, you know, who else are you are, are around you? And that's a big problem. And that's probably when you look at Otani when he's judging these other teams, I'm sure he says, I don't do that. I don't want to go through. I know I had Mike Trout, but I don't want to go through what I went through with the Angels. Mm-hmm. You have to give me some sort of certainty. And the Red Sox might find certainty somewhere down the road, but right now, the closest thing they have to certainty is one player is Rafael Devers. Yeah. And then, and then you have some maybes. Well, he, he's the one certain piece, but you're not even sure what, how much longer he's playing third base. Like, yeah. so you have him, and you're like, all right, he's great, and he's great in the lineup. But at some point, he's probably going to be a DH. So if you're looking at future guys to bring in, like that might be taking that spot. And a lot of guys, especially if you're adding like a big bopper, at some point they might also move over to DH. And now that's probably out. And, and you know, you, you go back a couple years, and you not only had the players. But you weren't far off from 2018. You weren't, you know, Alex Cora had, like, he was one of the managers that everyone wanted to play for. And you had a lot of that. But it just, when you finish in last place, all of it wears off. And and it's also, it wears off when you have this perception that, oh, yeah, we got a lot of good players, but... But right, right. but and right, by right. the and by the way, you know, look at the fans, look at the stands, the 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 passion. Let's be honest. I mean, I think that there's passionate Red Sox fans, but the Red Sox, this current like iteration of Red Sox followers, are getting lapped by a lot of these other franchises' fans. They are in terms of passion. Look look at all you have to do is look back at last year's Winter Weekend, and <laughs> and they don't. I don't think they'll, you know, do the whole boo fest. I don't even know if they're going to do the town hall. But I don't think. The, I bet they fest. take a year off. That's my guess. Well, I mean, well, listen, it depends. That, I guess it that, depends. If they if they get one of these big guy, big names, then maybe they do it. And if not, oh, maybe we'll just do it every other hey, year. All I know is from twelve to three. I am going to be on the radio at in Springfield. Good. Good. <laughs> so if they if, if, <laughs> no if they have what. one drawing yeah. card, there you go. Uh, but. That was that was poorly timed after I announced that I was on the <laughs> yeah. radio. Uh, but but I think that it's you juxtapose that to what San Diego's fan fest was, which was like thirty thousand people who were just now they they weren't good, didn't work out, but it's, still uh, but there was a lot matter. of excitement. I mean, there was a ton of buzz. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's the point. And you don't think like I went to 
uh, in September, I went out to Dodger Stadium. And to go there after being around what the Red Sox was and that whole vibe, yeah. it was it was like night and day. And then you, I went to Philadelphia. And to be around that, it's like night and day. It's right now... It's just it's just apathy and morose and, and and you have to find some players who are gonna energize it and that's the problem. And I, I, I say it like we we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. We have to be a little bit more patient. We have to. For now. For now. Right. But if you don't you cannot go through another off season where you don't have impactful people because if you do then the business of everything is going to be impacted even more than it was last year. How many of those impactful players are available, whether it's free agents or guys who are likely to be traded? Because when I was talking to Hart earlier, I said, I, I still, you know, you could still have a successful offseason if you do get Yamamoto, if you do get Blake Snell, maybe you make that trade with the White Sox for Cease and Robert, or you make a trade with the Brewers for Corbin Burns, but... I don't know, like who else realistically is even out there that they could bring in where you would look at it and be like, all right, they did. They addressed yeah. the need for some impact players. There was a lot of, like, you just named them. I mean, if you went out and get Dylan Cease or Corbin Burns, and, and like, I get it, like a, the, the fringe baseball fans might be like, uh, well, those right, are, right, right. those are top of the rotation pitchers. That's the type of guys you went and and I heard uh it was either you or Andy talking about Blake Snell and then it wouldn't knock your socks off but it would get him to your toes or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, they're they're almost falling off. Good line. I mean yeah, I, yeah. Blake Snell would be like Blake yes. Snell would absolutely I think be one of these guys but you know you you have to get uncomfortable. I keep saying this and I said this mm-hmm. this is was my biggest problem with the High and Bloom era which it, it never felt like they were willing to get uncomfortable whether it's in free agency in trades. And Craig Breslow is going to have to get uncomfortable whether it's signing a guy or whether it's finally saying here are the minor leaguers Yes, some of them might come back to haunt us, but so be it. It's I'll say this again. It was just the line from J.P. Richard he told me a couple of months ago, and he said, always said to Billy Bean back in the day, focus more on who you're getting than who you're giving up. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. And I think that, that the, the vast majority of decision makers in baseball right now do not do that. They don't do that because they're so paranoid about having to win the trade by 70 or 80%. Oh, yeah. And I think that's in like most sports, too. I mean, I think you see that in the NBA, too, where, where guys are always panicking on, on what they're giving up. Uh, based on what's out there and maybe what you've heard, what is more likely for them to improve the team? Is it free agency or is it big trades? I, I think that... Whew, I think that the big the trades are there to be had. The problem is... so. A guy like if you you can get a guy like Jordan Montgomery, right? You can yeah. get that guy. Yep. You can get a guy like um um I'm drawing a blank on the other Japanese pitcher, but you're you can get some of these guys. The uh Seth Lugo is another guy, all useful guys. You can get these guys, yep. but once again, you're gonna have to get uncomfortable and probably go beyond what you you feel like this is how we we value this guy. That's the way that free agency works, and that's why you didn't get Zach Eflin and Andrew right. Heaney and right. these guys last year yeah. because you know you weren't willing to outbid the Tampa Bay Rays. So I think that you can do that. What we don't know about Breslow is how he's going to operate. We don't know 
if he's willing to do that. And, and the same thing with trades. We don't know if he's going to be willing to allocate, and I don't think they're going to trade Marcelo Meyer, but, and I don't think they're going to trade Roman Anthony because both those guys fill a need mm-hmm. pro- positionally. But Nick York, uh, some of these younger pitchers, are they willing to trade some of these guys for the here and the now? And that's what we don't know. So to answer your question, yeah, I mean, they can do it. But nobody, I know that people are going to come out of the winter meetings and say, oh, here we go again. Here we go ahead. Here we go. No, yeah. we can't. We can't do that. It's it's too early to do that. But we do have to find out how this approach is going to be, like what what Craig Breslow is going to do. I mean, it's that's what it comes down to. What did you think of the one thing that he has done so far, trading Alex Verdugo to the Yankees for three pitchers? So... They were going to trade Verdugo, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, just uh, the whole idea, and some national writers were like, you know, when I surfaced the thing about Glaber Torres, which they love, and, you know, who knows, maybe maybe they take another stab at him, mm-hmm. and the Verdugo thing, that, oh, the Red Sox and Yankees would never make that trade. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, well, they made a trade. And here's the thing, is that the Red Sox, their current lot in life they just have to worry about themselves. They can't worry about who they're training with. So let's get that off the table. Right. I, it doesn't matter if you're training with the Yankees. It doesn't matter. So you get the best deal you can. Now, I, I can't be a hypocrite with, and say, hey, listen, don't you got to target the guys that you want. You want to focus the guy, focus on the guys that you want and don't worry about the guys you're, you're giving up, which is exactly what they did in that case, they didn't worry about Verdugo. They didn't worry about where he was going. Craig Breslow, the guy who, the one thing we do know is he has a good track record with the Cubs about finding the right pitchers and developing the right pitchers, identified these pitchers. So we can get the experts and we can get the minor league experts and say, well, you know, ceiling is fourth or fifth starter mm-hmm. for Richard Fitz and Dick Fitz and all these guys. <laughs> I just had to. You, you had to I, at I, this I point. To. Yeah. But, but you could, you could do that. But like that's that's what we at, we're asking him to do. Yeah, identify the guys that you want, and then go after them. And so, I mean, that was a small example, but mm-hmm. so so right now, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, circling back to Juan Soto to the Yankees, uh, maybe Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, but is Judge Soto the best combo in baseball? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's yeah no, ridiculous. I think I, I actually even I think it's better than Betts, and yeah. I mean people forget how good judge is and people forget how good soda I, they don't forget but let me just remind no, you in I case was, there was any anybody any doubt about it i feel like yesterday we spent a little bit of time talking about soto and i was like i don't think people are making a big enough deal no. about this and we were getting people on the text line we're like oh keith calm down like he's not that good i'm like i think he's pretty great like i think yeah. and in that ballpark i think it's going to be insane yeah, and, what he does and, and like and buster said on the podcast he said you know like this guy he's gonna his personality is going to be better in New York. He's not. He's not. He doesn't get. He doesn't get worried about the outside. He just worries about being great, and he has been great. I mean, yeah. there's all the comparisons to Ted Williams. There's a reason for it, right? Because he has a great command of the strike zone. He, you know, he walks. He he hits home runs. He does. He's he's just a good overall player. Yeah. I never thought he was going to stay in San Diego because I had heard rumblings even in the middle of the year that him and Melvin weren't getting along. Yeah, but. But still, it's. I think that with, and this is another thing about whether it's Soto or Verdugo. 
You have Judge sitting there. And not only is Judge a great player, but Judge is the guy everybody knows everything passes through, like, Judge, right? Right, right, right. Like, think about Verdugo. Verdugo was trying to be, at different times, a leader. And I know that, like, every, oh, how can you be a leader when you're suspended and you're late and everything else? But remember, I mean, he called a team meeting. And, and so he was sort of trying to do that. Yeah. He doesn't have to. He could just be Alex Verdugo. Right. And, 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 no, he's and, finally in like the right, right role for himself. Like he comes over here. It's like, Oh, you're part of the bets trade. So like already it's kind of against him. And then at times he was supposed to be their best outfielder. You're like, no, no, no. He can be the third best outfielder on a team. Like that's perfect for him. He's yeah. A, yeah. yeah. And, and this is, this is other than Devers. And this is the problem. This is another hole the Red Sox have. Yeah. Is the identifiable leader of the team. Devers, no matter how many times we're going to hear it, he's not going to be that guy. Not his personality, not going to be that guy. Justin Turner was that guy. He's probably gone, and you know he's he's a good player, but he shouldn't be the leader. He shouldn't be the alpha on that team. Right. And so, okay, who else is it? And so they got to start finding these guys. And and I don't, you know, it's a tough one, man. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a tough one because they, I know they need a position player. Uh, but whoever position player they're going to get probably isn't going to be that alpha. And whatever pitcher they're going to get is going to be a starter who pitches every five days. So. Yeah. And Ugh. I don't know if I'll say it once again. AL East, holy mackerel. Holy it's mackerel. Yeah. yeah. It's just absolutely loaded. We didn't even talk about like the Rays are just always good. And then you have the Orioles. They're just going to be bringing up more and more young guys from the best farm system in baseball. Oh, so it's, it's going to be loaded. going to be absolutely loaded. Yeah. All right, well, it's Rob Bradford from the uh, Baseball Isn't Boring podcast and the Bradfo Show, so check them both out on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, let me, let me just, so Go ahead. we turned over the Bradfo Show to my guys at Play Tessie. Oh, my bad. Play. I didn't even know. No, so no, that's no, Play no, Tessie that's now. All right, Coop and yeah. the boys? Coop and the boys, yeah. Right. Coop and the boys. And I'm on it once in a while uh, just to keep things old. Very good. And, and, uh, but, yeah, so I'm very proud of them. And I just, you know, it's every Baseball Isn't Boring is every single day. Yeah. So that's a lot. Well, you know, I mean, I do. That's you a, great, do a very popular dork podcast. That's true. Once a week. It's, I love it. Once a week. Although one of, my, there's, one of my favorites. There is some talk about it going to two two days a week. So what? Stay tuned what? on that. Yeah. Well, Who listen. Knows? Listen, Odyssey likes those downloads. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. So subscribe and download, please. There you go. There you go. All right, Brad, well, a pleasure. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. See you. All right, if you have any uh, thoughts on the baseball offseason to this point, and uh, Bradfoe kind of laying it out to where it is, and I think don't sleep on the Soto-Judge combo. That is insane. Like That is going to that is gonna haunt Red Sox fans, I think, for years. And I know they still have to re-sign Soto and all that, but I but I assume that they do. 617-779-7937. Quick check. Pat's up 7-3. to three. Uh, three minutes left in the first quarter, so we have our eyes on that as well. It's the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI.